a grand final finale of grunt smacking spanking new. Okay. He once drank straight up poison and didn't die. He's Hunter George. He once was supposed to grow to NBA height, and then he didn't. He's Bo Mullet. And this is the supersized season finale of the Hunter and Bo Show. Oh, so, so for our last episode, I have kind of a surprise. Well, it's not our last episode. It's our last episode of the season. That's what I'm talking about. I have well, kind if of you just surprise. say last episode, people assume things. Okay, sorry. Culture. Sorry, it's last episode <laughs> of the season. I have, I have a surprise. Oh, no. I'm not wearing pants again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Except I lied, I am. <laughs> no! <laughs> now I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's the surprise. <laughs> well, this is, just, just so we get it out of the way, this is the season finale of the Hunter yeah. and Bo show. For the listening audience, we will be taking a quick break while Hunter gets married. Yep. We'll resume things in October. Yeah. <laughs> Quick break while Hunter gets married. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Hunter, let's let's start with uh, you drinking straight up poison, not yeah. lying down poison. No, it was straight up. <laughs> so I was like a little kid, and I guess I. <laughs> It's not straight up poison. That was just to pique your interest. It is lying down. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know those little liquid air fresheners that you put in like a little dish? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Yes. So my mom used to put those like in the windowsill or whatever. Um, just you know to keep the room smelling nice and and everything like that um but me who sees a nice colorful dish of liquid um as a three adjustable yeah as a three-year-old i'm like oh that's colorful it must be edible it's yeah it's probably kool-aid or juice or maybe caterpillar pee i don't know and so i go up to it all good options yeah all good options and so i go up to it and i drink the whole thing and i come run around the corner and i'm like Ooh, that was good. But then my mom sees the empty dish and she goes, what the heck happened to this? Hunter, did you spill this? And I go, no, I drank it. (laughs) And she was like, oh my gosh. And she had to go, uh, we had the poison control number on the fridge and she called that and they were like, okay, ma'am, he's going to be fine. It's not not a big deal. Like just have him drink lots of milk and he'll be fine. And that'll, that'll, you know, counteract the effects. <laughs> okay. So that's a similar situation that my sister had. Yeah. She, she drank an entire, like, well, not an entire, I think it was like half, but it was like one of those giant bottles of mouthwash. Yeah. And on the back, it says, if any of this is ingested, contact poison control immediately. 
Oh. And so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. She drinks this entire half bottle, and my mom calls poison control, and they're like, oh, she should be fine. It's just some food coloring and stuff. And we're like, well, <laughs> why, why does it say call immediately? <laughs> why does it make you freak out? Yeah, poison control is like, it's not a big deal. Just drink a bunch of milk. And I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Which is good because I liked milk. And I think that's how I became addicted to milk as a child. And wow. probably has led to my lactose intolerance as an adult. Okay. <laughs> I'm making a note real quick. Um, that I'm lactose intolerant now? <laughs> no, I'm making a note because I just thought of another thing I can use for my he wants things. Okay. And the only problem is now it's going to be a couple months. So I'm hoping yeah. this, the paper is still going to be around. Yeah. Better, <laughs> better not lose it. <laughs> Okay. Maybe I should give a should I give a teaser so that people come back when we return? Sure, because it's pretty good. Okay, he once ate his mom's wedding ring. <laughs> I did that with a penny, and I never saw the penny again. That's yeah. <laughs> Wait, it never came out. No, I, I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's how I became Copper Man. <laughs> that's how the superheroes get their powers. They ingest yeah. something they shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> like Iron Man. Yeah. Ate, just ate too many bran flakes. <laughs> too much iron in his diet. Too much iron. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about your height. Okay. Because you're supposed to be NBA height, and you weren't. Why did you fail? So, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily say fail, because I'm one, And there are some people, I mean, there's like a 5'9 guy in the league. That's tall. Yeah. Extremely you're athletic. You're taller than I am, so. But, like, NBA height is typically around the 6'3 to 7-foot range. Sure. And basically what happened was, I don't know if I've ever told the real story of this to anybody. So listeners might be getting an exclusive here. And me. Or should, or should I say what I've always said? Should I say I've always said something and I've never told anybody and pick one of those and have, and be like defending Jacob. Like the listeners never know. Like, was that actually what happened? Or is that which one is the real story? No, tell the actual Art, story. Artistic ending. <laughs> tell the actual story. <laughs> so so I, I sprained my ankle my senior year of high school. Okay. Um, was it doing what I did? What did you? No, I wasn't jumping <laughs> off benches like parkour. Um, <laughs> I was actually, I was in my house and I was home alone and um, similar to Macaulay Culkin. And, um, <laughs> and I was, I was playing music and, uh, <laughs> I've never said this. I was playing music and I was, you know, dancing, dancing and <laughs> pretending to be giving a performance. And, <laughs> and so it was pretty like, it was pretty like, you know, high energy music. So I was jumping up and down and stuff. And then yeah. all of a sudden i I didn't land on my one, my right foot right, and uh, 
and uh, heard a big pop and was on the ground. Ouch. And then you fell off. Yeah. And but what I told everyone was that I went to get off the couch and I kind of hopped up and twisted it (laughs) because that was less embarrassing to me. I like the real story better. (laughs) It's a great story. But no, I heard a big pop and I just laid there and like I called my parents. I was like, hey, uh, my something happened to my foot and I I don't know. What. I just heard a big pop. My foot and, fell uh, off. And I, I can't feel it right now. <laughs> but anyway, so we go to the hospital because we think it might be broken. And it is. And it wasn't, but oh, we good. but we got an X-ray. And at this point in time, I'm like six foot. Yeah. And uh, I get the X-ray. Well, now you're only five foot because you lost one. <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was six foot, and I uh, I got an X-ray, and the doctor comes back with the X-ray, and they say, "Good news, not broken. It's just sprained, really bad." Um, it's like, okay. And they go, and look at these. And they show me, and they're like, these are your growth plates. When you're done growing, they grow, they're grown together. Yours aren't even close. Uh oh. And I was like, yes. But I've now always wanted to be super tall. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, my dreams have been renewed. Like, I might be <laughs> six, seven, six, eight. Like, they're, I'm six foot and not even close to being done. <laughs> and uh, that was six years ago. And I am now six one. <laughs> and maybe they're in the same position. They're just, slow but maybe they're um, just yeah they haven't grown together yet you still got a ways to go buddy <laughs> but i guess that's what you get at a at a doctor in a hospital in wabash indiana yeah false hope and wrong diagnosis he was like whoa <laughs> dude you're gonna be like 10 foot tall yeah <laughs> i was I like some, oh, i just okay, imagine like, like that's Kevin. cool yeah. Let's imagine Kevin from the office. Like, yeah. You're going to be like 10 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even close. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> well, I guess we got to talk about what the, the main theme of the I have been so excited for this episode for almost three weeks now. (laughs) Me too. Oh my gosh, this was um okay, so the best piece of entertainment you will ever see in your entire life. I think everyone knows what we're talking about. It's called Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) His name is Alexander Hamilton. The hip-hop musical based on the Founding Fathers. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's awesome. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> and every single time you watch it, you learn something new. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where literally every time you watch it, you notice something you didn't notice before. And it's amazing. Okay. So it might sound weird to have a hip-hop rap musical based on the founding father, Alexander Hamilton. In all seriousness, 
it sounds ridiculous. Sounds awful. It's it sounds like it would be a terrible idea, and it sounds Which more is exactly of exactly like, what some of the cast said. And it sounds like it would be more of a parody than anything. Yes. But it works so it, well. It is so good. I oh can't even. Gosh. I've had the, the the plus side of you making me wait three weeks to have this episode is uh, <laughs> I've had three weeks to process. I was in Wyoming. I, okay, why? Oh, me. But, um, <laughs> Not when Oming or where Oming. Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of anyone going to Wyoming. Uh, I, I, have you never met anyone who's been to Yellowstone? Is that where that is? Yeah. Going to be real honest, I just learned the other day that Mount Rushmore is not in Colorado. It's in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't teach me geography in school, okay? They should have. <laughs> Why didn't they? I don't know. That just anyway. wasn't, that wasn't on the list. <laughs> Good job, Indiana. Woo! <laughs> Anyway, Alexander. Let me, let me put it this way. I learned more history in this musical than I did in my school career. For real. It's uh, surprisingly accurate. It is. And it's told. There it's, are some liberties taken, but for yeah, the most part. Of course. And it's an operetta, meaning that it is entirely song based. There's not like. Which normally would be something I detest. Yeah, but it works so well. And it, it is it, amazing. Lin Manuel Miranda is a genius. That's all you can say. And he weaves the story together using forty-four songs, forty-six, forty-six songs. Yeah, um, and it's just gold. Every there's not a bad song in this musical. There's really not. There isn't. I can't think of a single I, one. I, I just tried to think of one. <laughs> I can think of ones that I like way more than the other ones, but there's no. I, yeah, I can think of ones that are like my favorites. But... Yeah, that are like, oh, that's my jam right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, I don't know how you. What, how did you watch it? What do you mean? So okay, so let me tell you how I did it. So. So I started off, I, I put, uh, on 4th of July, I put on Hamilton. You watched it a day late? I didn't have time on the 3rd. Um, the, and so I, I, I uh, on July 4th, which I think is better. I think that started a new tradition for me. I think every July 4th I will watch this. But the, okay. anyway, um, the, um, so I turn it on. And about two songs in, I go, maybe even a song in, I go, okay, it's all coming at me like super fast. So I turn on subtitles. Yeah. yeah. Because like, you know, I, I regularly listen to hip hop. Mm -hmm. So, and there is a learning curve when you start listening to hip hop, because when you first start listening to hip hop, you don't understand anything, but after you listen to it for a little bit, then you start getting it. Right. Um, the difference with Hamilton is that it's hip hop and coming at you. And, but then you have like the visual and you're having right. to take you gotta everything keep track at once. of everything on and so, stage. And so like, you can't keep track. You can't be listening for every word and also be keeping track of everything that's happening on the screen. Right. <laughs> so I turn on subtitles 
and I watch it through and I mean the whole time I'm okay. So here's the thing. Hamilton was, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I was prepared going into it to be like, this is like a really hyped up thing. Like, um, but it's hyped up for a reason. <laughs> see, but you know, people said the same thing about star Wars. So the, the, you like the, star Wars, not the first three, but the, um, not the first three, <laughs> but the, so, well, so I go in, I try and like tamper my expectations. And at the same time, I'm not a huge musical fan. Like I've seen, I've seen the big ones. I've seen sound of music. I've seen uh, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. I've seen Aladdin. I've yeah. seen uh, you know High School Musicals. Sure, um, the, like the big, those, the big those, classics. Those count as musicals. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they do. Um, but the, <laughs> but the. Uh, so I'm like going in, I'm like, this will probably be, I think it'll be good, but I'm not going to be like blown away. Cause it's not really my thing. And you blow us all away. Exactly. The, the, <laughs> this, this whole thing, I'm sitting there watching it and I'm just like, this is really good. And <laughs> it's genius. And, and I literally get done with it. And my mom, my mom comes in as it's ending. Yeah. Like they're taking a bow and my mom walks in Mm-hmm. And she goes, so is it worth the hype? And I don't even look at her. I'm still looking at the TV, and I'm just like, yeah. Like, I'm, it, I'm in a trance. Yeah. I proceed the next day to listen. I, I hadn't listened to any of the music either because I wanted my first time I saw it to be the first time I saw all of it. Sure. So the next day, I listened through the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The next day, I'm listening to some of my favorites. Yeah. And then I watch it again. <laughs> and it's a whole new experience. Exactly, because you notice more. Well, because I'm able and to pay attention more. more because because yeah. I, I already know the songs. I know yeah. the story. So now I'm watching it. Oh, my gosh. This thing, I don't have, like, a list in my head or in front yeah. of me or anything. But this is like a top five thing I've ever seen. I think it's, it's the, I don't want to, I'm sorry. I don't want to hype it up too much for everybody, but this thing is incredible. <laughs> I don't want to hype it up either, but I have to, because it's impossible not to like, this is, I think this is the best form of entertainment, like the best piece of entertainment in, in any form that I've ever seen and ever will see. It, it is amazing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, so I had like my junior year of um, actually no the end of my sophomore year of uh, what's it called college um, <laughs> learned a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> I uh, listened to Hamilton for the first time on the way down we were taking a family trip to Washington D.C. Um, you know, it's fitting. (laughs) Um, so we listened to this all the way down and I, I, at first I was like, why why are we listening to this? It seems so stupid. And then it came on and I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, You've piqued my interest because this is really good. (laughs) So I listened to it and then I was obsessed with it and I listened to it all the time, all the time. But, I hadn't seen it still because, you know, 
is on Broadway and that's hard yeah. to get. But and the tickets were insane. Yeah. But then uh after like two years of only being able to listen to it on soundtrack and stuff, my fiance bought me tickets to Hamilton in Chicago, which of course isn't the original cast. But we went and it was amazing. I loved it. It was great. Oh my gosh. There were some of the actors where I was like, uh, they were okay. But the story overall is like fantastic to see mm-hmm. on stage and all the choreography and stuff. Um, and then this finally came out and we were able to see it with the original cast. And I got to tell you, everything else compared to this is like so, like it's just a whole nother step up with the original cast. The original um, cast is phenomenal. Well, because Lin Manuel and all those characters, they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Like he wrote it, so he's obviously yeah. doing what he's been envisioning this whole time. And it's just amazing. Oh my gosh. Leslie Odom Jr. He's Incredible. my Aaron Burr's my favorite character in the whole thing. Um I know, I know. I, I didn't think that at first either. Um, like my first few times watching, I was like, uh, uh, but then I, you know, Lafayette, the more you Thomas listen to Jefferson. it, yeah, he's great. Um, but the more that he I digs is the move. The more that I listened <laughs> to it, the more I was like, oh, okay, I, I understand Burr's perspective more. I understand where he's. Yeah. And then when I saw it this time, I wanted to cry my eyes out because I was like. I cried so stinking hard that first time. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh, it's the most emotional show. It's, it's, here's the thing. It is so incredible. The character, everyone's going to, you know, this is going to be my thing, but the character development in this musical, every single character gets developed. Yeah. Some of them get developed so much that they turn into other characters. <laughs> There's a, have you seen the, the meme of the David Diggs? So David Diggs plays Marquis de Lafayette and then Thomas Jefferson in the second act. Right. And, um, <laughs> and there's a line when I don't know if they're doing, if it's in the, in the cabinet battle. No, it's not, but it's, it's, um, I think it's Thomas Jefferson is asking Hamilton, yeah. Did you forget about Lafayette because yeah, Hamilton's yeah. ready to move, not fight for the with the French? Yeah, and and he says, before he was your friend, he was mine. And the meme is, before he was your friend, he was you. <laughs> before he was your friend, he was you. That's <laughs> I always say, um, I think an excellent Halloween costume as like a group of friends would be. Um, Lafayette, oh, yes. Hamilton, uh, Hercules Mulligan, and uh, John Lawrence. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yes. Well, and the poor, I'm looking up his name, Anthony Ramos. Poor guy had to die twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy's awesome. I love that actor. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, poor guy, because he played Philip. He and, played Lawrence yeah. and then Philip. <laughs> yeah. Going right think, into another spoiler, though. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hercules Mulligan is my favorite thing ever. He is. For, he's a very small character. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best, but, though. And here's the thing about the Disney Plus version mm-hmm. is it edits they out the edit two F words. <laughs> which, which, 
okay, I get it. You're Disney Plus. You want to. But the PG-13 rating still stands with up to two F words. Exactly. And there's only two. They could have done it fine. And the way they are placed. They're meant to hit hard. and They're so, meant to be there. When they're you meant take to be iconic out, moments in yeah. the show. But yeah, no, the, the way the, even the language, because like, you know, obviously I watched Hamilton and now I've listened to podcasts and watched documentaries on Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and he's not necessarily a <laughs> clean speaker, but the, <laughs> so like, it wouldn't have surprised me if there was more than two. Yeah. But there was only two, and they were so perfectly placed. They were meant to be. Because Lin-Manuel places every single word. He has such care for every single word that he writes. Yes. That it's not like he just willy-nilly threw that in because it's the F word. It's meant to hit hard. Yeah, it's meant to have that oomph. Yeah. And Um, you can feel it when it happens. Yeah. Yes. Um... But yeah, the the whole production is just astounding, top to bottom, left to right. Okay, um, can we can we just take a, a minute to um to just do a little segment on Jonathan Groff's uh, King George? <laughs> is, you mean his drooling? His drooling, <laughs> but also just him. <laughs> yeah, he is one of the best parts of the show. Yes, I think. Uh, when, we'll be back when, is my favorite song. Yeah. Um, that dot, the, the, the da, 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 yeah, is yeah. so stinking catchy. It's so catchy. <laughs> and he's just, he's, well, okay. They're pretty much everyone in the show is like the best singer I've ever heard. Except Lin-Manuel. Yeah. Lin-Manuel's. I think Lynn Manuel's the weakest vocalist in the cast. He probably is, but he's still really good, I think. No, he's still really good. But yeah. I would say the only complaint I have with the show is his cry singing. I love the cry singing. Because I, no. I I love his voice. I think he has such a cool voice that I'd love to hear sing all the time. No, yeah, but the cry singing was it was a little I get that you need to be it's it's a tough balance because I get that you need to be emotional in this part, but also <laughs> the cry singing doesn't sound great. <laughs> well, to each their own, Charlie's their own. Um, but Jonathan Groff, I think, has one of the best, if not the best, voice in the whole cast. And... Yeah, his his performance as the king. He doesn't blink the entire time he's on stage. Did you notice that? He's just think, constantly staring. I mean, now that I think about it, yeah. And it's just so subtle, but it's fantastic. And he has little bits here and there that you don't yeah. like. But if you're just listening to the soundtrack, it's a whole another experience right. watching it. Right, because you can understand what they're trying to convey with their emotions like and like king george is in this song but you wouldn't know that if you listen to the soundtrack because he doesn't actually sing i knew that oh i just assumed it was him okay um (laughs) i think i think the the beginning part like the the very beginning i didn't get the first time the second time i watched it i did because i knew the story the very first. The very song. first line is the no the the very first line when, um, 
the the lights go down and it's King George saying like oh yeah hello welcome to Hamilton like welcome, welcome to my welcome show. to my show yeah but, like you don't get that if you don't know the story <laughs> that's that is kind of true what does he introduce himself I thought he said like I'm King George the third or whatever yeah but if you don't know the story you don't know what if you don't know history is <laughs> if you don't know what his personality is in the show. But that's that, like how that his personality was in real life too. It was like crazy. No one taught me that. They just said we defeated him. Oh. Well, we also did that. <laughs> but no, I think I think David Days has the most charisma, the most like yeah, ability no. of anyone in the cast. Dude, when he raps as Lafayette. Yeah. At the, the Battle of not the Battle of Yorktown. I'm thinking of the one right before the Battle of Yorktown. Guns and ships. Yeah, guns and ships. Duh. <laughs> That's, that, it's so fast. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman. Lafayette. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my gosh. And you know, he was. I was listening to a podcast with him, and he was talking about how he was actually he – was, he was one of the ones that – a guy came to him and said, "Hey, there's this part that they're they're thinking of you for in Hamilton. Um, it's a hip hop musical about Alexander Hamilton." And he said, "That sounds like a terrible idea." <laughs> and then he says, "How much are they paying?" <laughs> and that's the whole reason he did it. <laughs> but then uh, I was on a podcast with him on it. And he was actually saying that most of his time spent on the show, he was frustrated. Really? Because yeah, because, um, most of the Broadway audience isn't hip hop fans. And so, and, and he like, he's like actually a rapper and everything. (laughs) And so like, he's like, people are coming up to me and they're like saying stuff and it's like, okay, like, you're trying your best. I get it. Like, uh, like he's like, he's like, this is a compliment, but it's like not really. A compliment. Yeah, yeah. Or he was like someone, he's like, I saw a headline once that was like, he's the fastest rapper on Broadway. And he was like, I'm the only rapper. On Broadway. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But he, but he said like most of his time, he's like, he's like, obviously like thankful for the experience. Right. And like, enjoyed a lot of it but he said a lot of the reaction because 70 percent of the audience is like a traditional musical broadway audience. right right yep he's like most of that time i just every time i get recognized they'll say something and i'm just kind of like yeah like <laughs> i don't know like it's he's like he's like it's just kind of it's more frustrating for him than oh that's kind of sad yeah which is i like feel like big that's got to be the hardest show too it's got to be ridiculous. Well, because not only do you have to remember all the words and not mess up, we have to remember the choreography, which is such an integral part as well. Yeah. Um, you have to keep track of the order of all 46 songs throughout the whole time. Yeah. You have you to know keep where track to of where everyone is on the stage. Exactly. You have to be like spot on. And, the, and there's not like, like I'm sure there are little markings, but you can't, nobody can see them there'd be too many of them to have that many. yeah like yeah except for a few spots you just gotta know where to be and you gotta be so aware of where you are and what you're saying and and you have to just be i don't know it's just you have to be a genius basically to be in it yeah i mean just to be in it 
And then it's, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it and was in it. So he's like the biggest. I, I was so mad because I was, I sit, I watch it and I go, man, I hope that took him like 20 years to write. Yeah. Didn't it and, take like, like two? No, I don't know if it took two. Four. It might've been, I think it was like seven. Well, maybe the idea came to him like seven years, but then over the, of course, well, I don't know what know- got serious about it. But, but he was writing Moana at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was massive. <laughs> the music from Moana. Yes, but yeah. that was massive. Yeah, the no. music from it. Yeah. I think, well, because I think it was 2010, right? When he decided that he wanted to write Hamilton. Because he, he read the... Somewhere around there. Like he read the biography. Um, and then but, I think... Yeah. And then it, it released in 2014. Yeah. So. I mean, it's still, I mean, it was like, it was like, this is such a masterpiece. I want this to be your life's work. Yeah. Like, I don't want this to have taken a couple years. I know. And he wrote the musical, you know, prior to that in the Heights. In the Heights. He wrote that while he was in college. Yeah. Which is also amazing. I haven't seen in the Heights. Well, the movie's coming out soon. I know. I can't wait. Well, actually, I think it's got pushed back a year, didn't it? So yeah, I think it comes out next year. Yeah, well, it's got the guy that played uh, John Lawrence. Oh, okay. He, he plays, and, it, and it's got yeah. George Washington, and Anthony Jackson. Ramos. Yep. Well, he was in the original cast, but um, Anthony Ramos is playing the part that Lin Manuel Miranda played on Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think one Manuel Miranda is too old for that part now or something. Oh, uh, okay. No. Yep. But I, I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm like, Lin Manuel's 38 years old. Like, I know. <laughs> like, that's just frustrating that he has so much success. Yeah, like, like that, like that. Hamilton was like a five year endeavor. Well, like, it's just. He, yeah, it's it's easy to get frustrated at geniuses. <laughs> yeah. Well, I literally, I was when I found out he was writing Moana music at the same time yeah. as writing Hamilton. I'm like, dude, like, like this how do you, was supposed to take you 20 years in solitude. How do you not get mixed <laughs> up? Like, whoops, Moana's in Hamilton now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's I cannot say. I'm not, I, I've been telling everyone at work, I'm like, have you watched Hamilton? Have you watched Hamilton? Yeah. Have you watched Hamilton? Well, that's it's, how it is. Like, it's contagious. <laughs> it's so stinking good. It I, I literally, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. It, it's, it's I'm, like I said, I think it's the best piece of entertainment I've ever seen. Oh, in any form. It is so stinking good. I, I I don't know what else to say. Well, I don't know how much more we can endorse this, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, just and then there's a there's a like a half hour like conversation with the cast on Disney Plus as well. Oh, is there? Um, yeah, to give you I a little more that. in depth. There's um, podcast that Lin Manuel's on. Right. Um, Interviews. Oh, on, he's on. He's on. He's on that new show, Deer, on Apple TV. He um, is. Yeah. Um, and literally everything I read or listen to about Lynn manuel Miranda, I like him more and more. Like, he just seems like, just seems like the a best nice guy. human. Yeah. Like, he seems like, like, 
the best human. Yeah. No, he seems like a, a, like he would be a really good friend with like anybody and get along with anybody. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, I I mean, I would encourage watch it and then listen to it and then watch mm-hmm. it again and then listen to podcasts and get some more background and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. I, it's just incredible. I don't understand how something like this comes together. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like it's insane. It's it's more than insane. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So go watch Hamilton. Yeah. If if you don't have Disney Word. Plus, pay for a month's subscription. It, and then Hamilton watch. is worth. I mean, what would you pay to rent a movie? It's like six ninety nine. That's what you would probably normally pay to rent a movie, like on demand or something. Yeah. Disney Plus is like what five ninety nine. Six ninety nine a month. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, not for me because I bought the year, so it was cheaper. Hey. <laughs> I don't um, got that lump sum money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are freestyle. Love Supreme. So speaking of... Hip-hop. Behind the scenes of Hamilton... Oh, this is a documentary that came out on Hulu this past Friday. I've been seeing ads for that nonstop. <laughs> it is it is the original before in the Heights, before Hamilton. This is Lin Manuel Miranda's like group, yep. friends show, and it's got um, the George Washington guy. Yeah, with Chris Jackson, and then the director Tommy Kale yep. um, is also in it, mm-hmm. um, and the original Aaron Burr is in it who they wanted for Aaron Burr before they found Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> and they're like, no, um, we're getting this guy. No, like, the other guy oh. backed out. Oh, I didn't know that. The other guy backed out. It's a really interesting story. Um, but it's like an hour and a half, and it's just like, it's not a background of Hamilton, but it's a background of this group, Freestyle Love Supreme, sure. that goes through obviously in the Heights and Hamilton because three of its members were a part of those. Right. <laughs> and they did a reunion thing on Broadway last year. Um, and it was just a really cool watch. And I'm telling you, there are so many quotes from Hamilton that are like iconic. Right. <laughs> and even when Lin-Manuel Miranda talks you get something that you're like, that's a quote. Like, yeah. It's like, how do you come up with this stuff in your brain? It's like, he is Hamilton. Like that, that writer, you know, that just yeah, yeah. famous yeah. quotes. He just writes like he's running out of time. Exactly. Like the, he thinks like he's writing, running out of time. Yeah. I mean, and the free and the freestyle itself is just amazing. Cause I've never understood freestyle. Like, it's a total improv show yeah. and everything rhymes and like have you seen his freestyle on uh the tonight show yeah i think so it's pretty pretty good watch yeah i mean it's just insane and this is like a group of freestylists and it's yeah. just insane what they do Man. with off the top of their heads right <laughs> But no, I, I would recommend that. Yeah, watch Hamilton and then watch that, and you'll probably and then watch Hamilton again. Yeah, and then watch Hamilton again. It's like a Hamilton sandwich. Yeah, and then watch <laughs> Hamilton again. Yep. And th- and then watch Hamilton again. 
and don't stop. <laughs> nonstop. Man is nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to get annoying when all we do is quote Hamilton Probably. on this podcast. Probably. <laughs> but I don't care. There, there is a Hamilcast that was started by a fan, and that's literally like the dream. It's like one of the biggest podcasts out right now. <laughs> He's got like 300 paid members on Patreon. Oh my gosh. Like, like she's had Lin-Manuel Miranda like in her house to guest on the podcast. Oh my like, goodness. It's insane. See, we should have gone back to 2014 and started a podcast then when it came out. Yeah, that's what we should have done. We weren't smart enough. <laughs> but he lives in Washington Heights, which is also where Andy Minio used to live, who we had on the show. Which is also where um, In the Heights takes place, hence the yeah. name. Yeah, but Washington Heights, I didn't, this is like, must be like some iconic neighborhood in New York. I guess. Yeah. Because that's where everybody comes from. <laughs> yeah, anyone with talent anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hence why we're not from there. <laughs> Uh, I'm not from Wash Heights. <laughs> at least I'm, I'm from, from the same Wabash. At least I'm from the same state, right? Yeah, you're closer to the, the juice. <laughs> the juice, yummy. Ju- the juice is all dried up in Indiana. Yep. <laughs> well, hey, Michael Jackson. We got the raisins. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson came from Indiana. Yeah, that didn't end so well. Adam Driver. He came from Indiana? Yeah. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Chris Warren Jr. Who's that? He played Zeke in the high school musicals. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking the, of he Corbin was, Blue. No, he was the cook. He was the guy with the crambouillet. Oh. Oh, wait. Zeke is the cook. Who's, who's Chicken Corbin Blue then? Chad. Chad. Not even close. <laughs> um, okay. So Hassan Minaj has a uh, new stand-up. Hassan Minhaj. What? Hassan Minhaj is how you say his name. I thought it was Hassan Minaj. It's Hassan Minhaj. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? I uh, yeah, because he had like a he had a segment on Ellen where he was like. Oh. Really ticked that people pronounce his name wrong. Oh, <laughs> so just ignore. He's educated now. You're welcome to come on the show. Um, <laughs> bad first impression. It's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll cut it out. Don't worry. <laughs> um, no, he has a comedy special back from 2017. Oh. I didn't. So it's not I, even it's, new. No, it's on Netflix. It's from 2017. I didn't know he had, I just knew about Patriot Act. Um, and honestly, I've seen a few episodes of Patriot Act and I've been like on the fence about him. I'm yeah. like, I'm not sure if I like him or not. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Patriot Act. I've just seen him on The Daily Show before. Okay. With Trevor Noah. Yeah. Well, I, I saw him. I've seen a few episodes of Patriot Act, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this guy or not. And I saw him guest on like some sports show, and I was like, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I, it was like it was like I don't not like him, but I don't yeah. know if I'm like he's not like my favorite. Now I see his I see his comedy special, Homecoming King. And this fantastic. is one of 
this is one of the best comedy specials I've seen. That's and I watch state, a lot of them. That's like all you watch. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of comedy specials. This is one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. That's the awesome. camera the camera work is crazy. Like I've never seen camera work like this in a comedy special. Normally you're just like filming the comic. Right. This is like playing with angles and zooms and it's just like playing the flute with a camera. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and and his material is funny and then it jumps to like super serious. Wow. And then and it bounces right back up to funny. It's crazy how he does it and it's all based around um I guess it's not all based around, but it ends up being heavily based on this experience with this girl that he had in high school okay. where he, ex- where he experienced racism. Okay. Is like the premise. <laughs> and that's this, why it's called homecoming King. I guess. Okay. But it's like the premise of this whole thing. Yeah. I think, I think they were going to prom. Okay. But I definitely got to watch this now. This is, and it's incredible. And it's the, uh, I actually didn't know he did stand up. So I didn't either. I just thought he, he was like a news, you know, a correspondent or something. Right. Um, like but, a comedic one, but I didn't know he did. Stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, the camera work is crazy, the material, but it's all based on this experience. And like, he even has a joke where he says, like, I don't even think about this that much. And then he's like, okay, granted, I did write an hour special based on this situation. But honestly, I don't think about it that much. <laughs> he's like, granted, I did base my entire show for this tour on this subject. But <laughs> That's hilarious. But no, the, I mean, I could not, this is again, not Hamilton level, but this, this is one of the best comedy specials I have ever seen. Good. Right up there with Mulaney. Yeah. I mean, it's great. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Now you got me hyped for that. So I got to watch that. Yeah. I like him a lot from just like the few clips that I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Sounds good. Good endorsement. I also, another, just a side note of this. Okay. I really like Mike Birbiglia. Me too. Also, his, his, his new one isn't as good as some of his other ones. We already talked about that in an episode. I, I, I know, but I'm, I'm saying he has some of the best comedy specials I've seen, but yeah. he has a podcast now oh. uh, called Working It Out, and it, one just came out today where uh, Hassan Minhaj is his guest, Oh, and it is wonderful. Good. <laughs> So while we're not getting paid to tell people how to spend their time, <laughs> let me just tell you what to do. <laughs> let me just tell you how to spend your time. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, a new Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams movie just came out on Netflix recently called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. And if you think that Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams as a pair sounds weird... Just wait till you watch the They movie. have some of the best comedy chemistry that I've seen on television. Really? No. Thank you. <laughs> I was scared for a minute. No, not. I, was, I think they actually do, though. 
wait a minute. What? <laughs> what I is your have, opinion? I think they have good. <laughs> I think they have good chemistry, but I don't think it's the best. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was decent. I didn't. I thought Rachel McAdams was really funny in this movie. I thought she was good, but the. I think the bottom line it came down to for me is Will Ferrell is always a hit or miss for me. <laughs> and this was hit or miss. Oh no. I liked it. Really? I thought it was a very cute movie. I thought it was an okay movie. If I have nothing else to do and I want to turn something on. I thought it was really reminiscent of older Will Ferrell movies. And I was like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I just I don't know if I've watched many older Will Ferrell movies. I'm talking like Blades of Glory. You know, I, I think I've seen part of it. Things like that, Step Brothers. I think I have seen that. I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. I can tell. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> it's one. it's hit or miss. Um, there's some I, I like Elf. Elf, well, Elf is fantastic. I like Daddy's Home. This just seemed it seemed really cheesy, and it seemed like it is it cheesy, like, but it's cute. It seemed like it took itself too seriously while also trying to be comedic. I could see that, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a cute movie, and I thought Rachel McAdams was funny. I love Rachel McAdams. And I thought her two-drink thing was funny, and I thought the songs were catchy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, ding dong, my I'm, love I'm for you. Literally, you're, you're no better than the crowd. That's all they want to hear. I want to hear yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> play yeah, yeah, ding dong. No, I want to play something from my heart. You no. yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play something for it's your vision. No, play yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> it's such a weird premise, though, to be like. It is weird. And I don't know how. Where they are they? Scotland, it. Greenland, Iceland. Did you Iceland. watch the movie? <laughs> I did, but Greenland and Iceland are the same thing. They are the opposite. That's the point. The opposite of what they are called. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not the same thing. <laughs> it's this guy. It's the same thing. <laughs> Greenland, Iceland. One is called Greenland and has ice. The other called Iceland and has green. Makes yeah. no sense. That's the Vikings did that to throw off people from knowing where they were. That's what they're Scandinavian. They're Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just a weird. It's a weird setup. I didn't find it overly funny. I didn't find it overly funny either. But I found it overly enjoyable. I found it <laughs> underly enjoyable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I thought it was well worth my time. I didn't think I it was like, the best Will Ferrell movie by any means, but I thought it was great. I feel like it wanted to be Pitch Perfect. I feel like it was better than Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I didn't really care for Pitch Perfect either, so I don't. Really I like the first one. Really. The first one's pretty good. The sequels are bad. Yeah, I didn't see the third one because the second one was so bad. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought I thought the song the songs were pretty catchy. I thought Dan Stevens was pretty funny. Um, Rachel McAdams doesn't actually sing. She doesn't. That's not her. No, it's someone else. Are you serious? It's like a professional. Like I spent the whole singer. movie thinking that was Rachel McAdams singing. How could you? Because 
I didn't know. <laughs> I I knew watching that movie it wasn't her. How? Because she can't sing like that. If she could sing like that, she would have been singing like that her whole career. N- not necessarily. Maybe she just didn't want to sing. Maybe she's shy. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Will Ferrell was actually singing, right? Yeah, that sounded like Will Ferrell. Singing. It did sound like Will Ferrell. <laughs> if it's a, like, the thing hey, about Will audience, singing. what do you think Will Ferrell sounds like singing? That's what he sounds well, like. Well, he sings all the time. So <laughs> the thing about Will Ferrell singing is it's not, it's not bad. It's not good. But it's, yeah, it's not like good either. It's it's like it's him singing. It's like okay, I see that you're attempting to put different notes to words. No, he actually does a pretty good job. It's just his voice sounds silly, you know. It just I don't I didn't this was a miss for me. Okay. The end wasn't even a payoff for you? No. When they sang yeah yeah ding dong. <laughs> No, I got that in the beginning. Well, I am at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fine. Uh, I say go watch it. Bo says never watch it. So I didn't say never. It's okay. If you really like Will Ferrell, you'll probably like it. Yeah, it's it's very it's cute. It's if you really like Rachel McAdams, it saves it from being a tire fire. A tire fire. I, I I think it's well worth watching it. I think the name alone is. The name alone threw me off. I was like, this is going to be a weird movie. And it was. <laughs> it I think it's very accurate representation weird. of what the movie is. It's. It, I will give you that. It is freaking weird. <laughs> Demi Lovato's in it. Yep. For a little bit. Freaking weird. <laughs> Freaking weird. <laughs> that was very fun. I, that was one of the best parts of the movie, I thought. Oh, my gosh. I was like, what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> what, what am I watching? <laughs> well, spoil, spoiler alert, but I, I had a feeling that they were all going to die somehow on that boat because they were the only two not on them. And they needed to get to Eurovision somehow, and so I was like, "Oh, everybody so on that boat's gonna Demi die!" Lovato's flaming arm through the sky, yeah. landing in front of my feet. Yep. <laughs> my gosh. Okay. Uh, well, tell us about Down to Earth with Zac Efron. I haven't seen a single bit of that, but it looks interesting. So this came out a week and a half ago on Netflix. Um, I've seen. Uh, Ads it, it for it. Immediately jumped to the top of the Netflix charts. Anything with Zach Efron is. You know, that's exactly why I watched it. I think because, that's why they put it in the title because they're like, people need to. Well, know yeah, for Zac sure. <laughs> they're not just going to call it Down to Earth and not mention Zach Efron. Yeah, if they just called it Down to Earth, it might get like two viewers. Yeah. They but throw Zach Efron, Efron. Now you're number two on Netflix. Now you got two billion viewers. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, the only reason I watched it is because it's Zac Efron. And that's kind of how I view any Zac Efron film or TV show is if it's if Zac Efron's in it, I'll check it out. Exactly. And so, then you'll check him out. No. <laughs> I just like his charisma, but the... 
his, I, I just watch him for his charisma. That's he's he's cool, dude. He's he's infinite times cooler than I will ever be. That well, that's the most accurate statement I've ever heard. But yeah, it's the same thing with the Jonas Brothers. Why why do you look up to these people? Because they are infinitely cooler than I will ever be. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So, yeah, so this is really uh, – Zach Efron's kind of taken a uh, a uh, turn in his career because he's doing a lot of these projects now where he's doing, like, National Geographic-type Yeah, he's becoming, shows. like, the next Bear Grylls. No, like, seriously, he was on Bear Grylls' show, like, a few years ago. Yeah, and now he's, like, and now he's doing like do nature. <laughs> yeah, now he's doing, like, nature stuff. So, Down to Earth, he, it's eight episodes that are, like, 30 to 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is eight different locations around the world to look at how they do, like, energy conservation or food or water or just a bunch of different things, how they're helping the planet. Uh-huh. And um, he's with a health guru that he met a few years ago um, called, his name's Darren, I think. Um, and they're, and it's like them just traveling around with this crew, uh, interviewing people. And um, is this where people are saying that he has a dad bod? Yeah. Okay. First of all, how dare you? If that's a dad bod, I just have a bad bod. Okay. The, the, this, the, to say that Zac Efron in this show has a dad bod makes like you talk about standards. Like that makes the standard for men unattainable. Yeah. If that's a dad bod, right? <laughs> like, like it's definitely not. Like, like if you have, if you don't have a dad, bod, like I saw the comedian, um, Dustin Nickerson was like, if you don't have a dad, if you're a dad and you don't have a dad bod, you might be a bad dad yeah, yeah. because you can either <laughs> devote your time to lift, to working out or your kids. One of them's getting neglected. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Zach Efron, this is not – is he less ripped than he was? Yes. No. <laughs> well, yeah, no. He's but, maybe uh, less toned. He, yeah, he's less toned. He's a little more hairy. But he, he's not fat at all. At all. <laughs> and he's still got the muscles. You can see them. <laughs> and and he has acknowledged many a time, especially on this show, like – and He's acknowledged on this show? Well, no, he acknowledged on this show, as well as many a time outside of this show, where he's talking about, you know, what his routine was like when he was filming Baywatch. And it was. And he was like, I, and he said, like, I would never want to be in that good a shape ever again in my life. Yeah. He's like, it was miserable. Yeah. And, and I've also seen, like, he, he had to go to rehab for a stint. And, like, his bounce back out of rehab was to just, like, work out and eat healthy and everything. And so it was to the point where it was like, that was now an unhealthy thing yeah, because he was doing too much of that. So this is just what, like not even a normal human being, this is like what a very 
healthy, works out a lot, like human being looks like without being unhealthily working out. <laughs> right, right. The fact that's insane. But even that. even more, it's still way above average. <laughs> you know, way above average. <laughs> I will. The closest I will ever get to that was when I was born. Yeah. Like. The, like <laughs> You were a very muscular baby. No, no, exactly my point. No, I was not. (laughs) But it just went from there. (laughs) I mean, it's insane. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah. Like, they go to Iceland. um, They go to Puerto Rico. Post. Oh, so now you know which one is Iceland. Whatever. They didn't. They didn't have Iceland and Greenland. They, they didn't have Iceland. Iceland and Greenland. And, and, and they had it in big block letters at the beginning of the episode. Iceland, um, like in a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they went to Iceland, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, um, Lima, London, uh, just a bunch of different places, and you and seeing like the nature, how everything affects the environment, what we're doing to help the Earth yada 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 um and the different foods weird foods that they're trying um and just i mean it's i told someone i was like i'm glad this is available because um people now have it and like can see oh maybe we do things this way this i mean a lot of it's like that sounds like a good idea Mm -hmm. um I am not nearly smart enough to comprehend anything that was given to me in this show. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm smart enough to sit there and be like, that's neat. Um, and then, and then, and then drink from my plastic water bottle. But the, the <laughs> but like seeing the way different, uh, co- uh, countries and cultures do things. And I mean, I think just getting a grander sense I mean, especially when you're in quarantine, mm-hmm. like being able to see how other people do things is just an, a, a mind expander. Right. It's a mind expander. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and being able to see like, like Puerto Rico, they go to Puerto Rico after Puerto Rico has been hit by the, right. the storms and everything. Right. Um, and just, I mean, being able to document everything um, is good. I, I don't know if I'd say it's the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. Um, it it's, it's more inter- it's more interesting than entertaining. It's more educational sense. and yeah, informative. Yeah, sure. Um, well, and it's Zach Efron, so you can't like not be interested. Yeah, and. It's just, it's more, it's much more like a National Geographic Discovery Channel nature documentary right. than like a Zac Efron movie, right. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found it to be pretty interesting. And um, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Anything with Zac Efron, I'm going to watch. I mean, that's just. Well, naturally. I mean, you can't. I think. Not. I think I was looking at it one time. I think there's like four movies I haven't seen that he's <laughs> I haven't seen We Are Your Friends. That's like one. I, I want to see that too. And I haven't seen Charlie St. Cloud. We Are Your I've Friends is on Netflix. That's pretty good. We Are Your Friends is on it's Netflix. Good. It is now? 
Yeah. I'm watching it. So, yeah. Um, well, here's a movie that that's, um, deja vu, deja vu, but also, uh, the most anxiety inducing movie I've ever seen. <laughs> really? we, I like it when we both see something and it's not Hamilton and we have different opinions. Yeah. It's called Greyhound. And it's um, during World War II, Tom Hanks plays this captain of this battleship who's protecting a convoy against uh, German U-boats. Um, and it's anxiety-inducing because the entire time, you don't know where the U-boats are, and the entire time, any of the ships can get hit by a torpedo or they're chasing a U-boat and they think they know where it is, but it turns out they don't actually know where it is. And then the torpedo comes out of nowhere and it's like, Oh my gosh, that's basically the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like it. I thought it was, it was well done. It was just like, that's basically the whole plot, you know, that is, they got to destroy like these four U-boats. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Apple. This is Apple TV. Yeah, it wasn't originally. Uh, Tom Hanks actually wrote this movie. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that at the end. Yeah, um, and it was Wait, originally. So gonna, what was it supposed to be? It was just going to be released into theaters, but then you know, COVID hit, and so they're like, "Well, we'll release it on Apple TV Plus." Um, Apple pay him a certain amount. Of, this is what I'm saying. Apple pay him a certain amount of money for the streaming rights. Yeah. Yep. That's well. That's what Netflix did with the movie Lovebirds too, you know, because that was supposed yeah. to be in theaters. Yeah. And Netflix bought it and streamed. See, that's what I'm saying. You told me these streaming companies. I'm severely underestimating the budgets of these streaming companies. Well, I think in times like this, they're the only things thriving. So they these these studios are more willing to compromise and and. You know, because they'd rather make no, a little I bit of money they, rather than I think not the at budgets all. are there. Netflix just went up another 10 million users in the past like month. That's because of COVID. That's what I'm saying. I think this is. That's what I'm saying. They these have are the special, money. I think these are special circumstances. I'm not saying the studios are compromising here. I'm saying Netflix has but I the think moolah. The, I think the studios are also compromising because they rather make some money rather than not at all. You know? They're making money if Netflix is buying off of them. That's the some money. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm saying Netflix has the money. I don't think they're paying what they were, you know. I don't I think, think they're, they're not paying what they would have made if they would have been released in theaters is what I'm saying. So the studios are compromising a little bit I so that know. people can see them and they can also make a little bit of money rather than none at all. I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this movie, I actually found it. <laughs> what? I actually found it to be a bit of a bore. Really? Yeah. I thought it was intense the entire time. I could get that, but I wasn't in, into it enough to. There were some parts where I literally didn't know what was going on, but yeah. um, just because there I don't was, understand. The, the... There was a very poor attempt to give me like any like feeling of him with his girlfriend or that yeah that girl in the beginning who didn't want to marry him yeah there was i mean that was a very poor attempt to try and have character development they probably should have cut 
that beginning scene and the that should have not been for a second well because it doesn't really come up anymore and it's not like it's not like they end up getting married at the end or something so no that they didn't need that in it and it made the beginning choppy it did because well because it was it it didn't fit the rest of the movie because the the entire rest of the movie besides that scene they're on the ship at sea yeah and then at the end there's this flashback to her and then that's the end of the movie but it, there's no dialogue it's just yeah <laughs> it just shows them no, so yeah, I, I thought, thought that, that was a little I thought that could have been cut and for the most part as I'm comments. watching the movie it, it did <laughs> seem what it's a questionable Tom Hanks yeah did you notice anytime he tried to eat something they got attacked so I was like stop eating yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, he did. I don't think he ever ate. No, I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the guy's like, Here's "I your felt food, so bad." Sir. You haven't eaten, and he yeah, didn't get attacked. He didn't eat or sleep for like what was it, like a week? Like fifty hours. Oh, okay, so not a week, but <laughs> no, not even close. Um, <laughs> it was a long time still. Yeah, it was, it was fifty hours. Yeah, fifty-six hours, something like that. But yeah, because the guy would come up. And like be like, here I made you some. Here's an egg sandwich. Uh, it's nice. Here's and hot a gourmet for you. breakfast because I know you haven't eaten. Like, here's 36 a giant hours. freaking pancake. <laughs> and then he sits down to eat it, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna attack!" There's a U-boat. Just then, a second. Tell him to wait on the pancake. And how dramatic was that one U-boat that would just like hail them on the radio all the time and be like? I know I that was creepy. <laughs> like a G.I. Joe villain or oh something. Oh my gosh. That was, it was like Red Skull. Yeah. It felt so weird. Yeah. And then it and then it was like, I know where you are, but then it didn't it didn't But then they died like really anticlimactically, I thought, at the end. <laughs> Wait, they died? The U boat. Oh, the U-boat. I was yeah. like, wait when a minute, they, I don't remember that. No, when they blew up those last two U-boats I'm talking about, like I thought that was kind of anticlimactic. Because I, yeah, I was like, sure. oh, they killed those, and now there's going to be a final big battle with another one or something. But then nothing yeah. happened, and the movie was over. Yeah. Well, and the one torpedo hit their boat and just didn't and explode. it off. Well, because it kind of hit an angle. It didn't like fully contact. You know, it was kind of like, bloop. Yeah. I, I don't know. I found it to be somewhat of a bore. I thought it was really intense, and I enjoyed watching it, but it was very anxiety-inducing. <laughs> and um, I will yeah. say Apple TV is shooting for quality over quantity. I thought it was – no, I thought it was very well done. Um, it's just like, yeah, sometimes I wish there's like a little more plot, I guess. Yeah, there wasn't much plot. Yeah. But Tom Hanks – at this point, if Tom Hanks is my leader in a war at any point as a captain or – Getting out I mean, of there. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty safe to say that I'm going to survive. Yeah. Because he knows what he's doing. Well, I think it's, it's – you, yeah, you can't really go traveling with him though because – This was – yeah, because he get attacked. Or you'll get – yeah, you'll – get lost on an island or your plane will go down and like in Sully or <laughs> but he landed it. He 
You did land it, but still, it was not a fun experience, I bet. <laughs> if if Tom Hanks is your leader, then it's going to be dramatic. He's going to get you out of, of whatever. But you're going to live. You're going to live, but it might be a really terrible experience. So, you, Well, you might have a story. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. <laughs> I, I felt like this movie was like Diet Captain Phillips. Diet Captain Phillips. <laughs> Like, like, you know what I mean? I like Captain Phillips. I like Captain Phillips. But that had a lot more plot. Um, It had a lot more plot. I'm saying, I'm saying that this was like, if you want like the light version of Captain Phillips, if you don't want something as good as Captain Phillips, it's still pretty intense. So there's, I, I found, I didn't feel intensity. I did because the music was like. You know. Okay. Yeah. That. That. All of a sudden, yes, I do feel that now. Yeah. <laughs> you just. I just had to throw in the soundtrack there. Yeah. yeah. Um, we song. Um. Kanye West is running for president. There we go. That's that's a headline. Yeah. Kanye West and Donald Trump will be battling it out to be president of the United States. Well, that's the thing. That's a headline and pretty much nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is he, I heard, is he on a ballot now? I don't think he can be on a ballot. I think you write him in. Yeah, I think it's a write-in campaign. I think he wants people to write him in. I think it's a write-in campaign. Here's the thing. Is it, is it, is it awful Mm-hmm. Or is it just a sign of the times that I see a tweet from Kanye West that says, hey, I'm running for president. And I literally paused. I gave it a good 15 minutes. I was expecting- being like, yeah, but I gave it a good 15 minutes of like, maybe I vote for him. Yeah, maybe. No, I like, like, I don't know. He might be the best option. I'm not like, sure. Who knows? But then, but then, see, I think what's really hurting him um, because what did it for me, what's really hurting him is the thought of Kim Kardashian being the first lady. <laughs> <laughs> and that I can't get behind. <laughs> I I don't know. It's just, uh, it's crazy. But I literally, I sat there. I'm serious. For 15 minutes, I sat there and I thought, that might well, be your best choice. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, like I didn't like like if at any other point in history, if Kanye West said I'm running for president, I would have thrown it away. Yeah, like not paid it any mind. <laughs> and now he says he's running for president, and I go, maybe, right? Maybe who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I might. That might. Honestly, be my yeah, that's just how things are now. <laughs> <laughs> this might as well happen. This might as well. That's my, that's like my favorite John Mulaney quote. This might as well happen. Well, so I my my prediction of what's going to happen here is that Kanye will get some write-in votes, but probably they, not as much as anyone else. Well, I'm saying Kanye will get write-in votes. He won't win, but he'll get write-in yeah. votes. But those votes will take away from people who would have voted for Biden, and Trump will end up winning, is my prediction. I don't know. Because I don't think any Trump supporter is going to vote for Kanye. 
I don't know. They might because he's isn't he was a pretty big Trump supporter himself up until he was, but recently, now he's not. now that he's running up against him. Here's the thing. I think here's the thing. I think it's all a smokescreen because Kanye has a new album coming out soon. So he's trying, he's trying to to promote, uh, promote that. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's part of it. Maybe. I think part of it's serious because I, you know, if you follow Kanye West, usually if he says he's going to do something, he does it. And he did say well, he, was run for president. he said that he was going to run for president in twenty sixteen. Yeah, he well, he said in twenty sixteen he was going to run for president in twenty twenty. Then he said he liked Trump, so he's going to wait till twenty twenty four. But then and now he doesn't like Trump. Then he tweeted and he decided that he's going to run now. So yeah, he did say in his song twenty twenty, I'm gonna run the whole election. Woo. Well, you can, I mean, I guess you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, could run for I mean, president, except I couldn't. I, we, I'm 35. We could. Oh, yeah. Gotta it's be 35. <sighs> seems, seems odd that that's the cutoff. That's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, hmm. That is interesting. Do you think there should? What, do you think it should be thirty-five? Like, do you think it should be older, or do you think it should be younger? I was thinking, like, why is that? That just seems such a random age. I mean, it's a benchmark number. Is it though? Anything with the five, like it's twenty-five, oh. thirty, thirty-five, forty. That's a benchmark. Yeah, but I mean, like, you got like. 21 is the legal age for drinking. 25 is when, you know, you can rent a car. You can rent a car. So I'm like, why is why is it all of a sudden, all, oh, 35 is when you're, like, emotionally mature enough to be the president. <laughs> do, you, do you think it should be younger or older? I think it should be younger. I don't understand what the difference is. Like... How much younger? What if you're 34 years old that you can't you can't run for president because apparently a 35-year-old is more qualified? <laughs> Yeah, that is a bummer. You see what but I mean? What, like, I don't understand. Like, what's the difference? Yeah, but what would be the but what would be the ideal age? I mean, if it was eighteen, it would be like, well, what about a seventeen-year-old? I'm not talking about eighteen. Well, even the thing you're gonna run. What I'm saying is, you're gonna run into that scenario no well, matter what. Well, the thing age is, that. when it's that young, there is actual a huge difference in, in, in emotional um, maturity yes. between but like I, every year. So what age are you proposing, Hunter? I don't know, 25? So that would be like, I couldn't run for president because I, I missed it, the cutoff by six months. Sure. What's the difference between me now and me in six months? Probably nothing. Thank you. So you should change it to 24 then. Okay. Well, then why don't we do 23? <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I do find it. I do find it odd that I just think that I think, I think at that point your emotional the, maturity kind of plateaus at a certain point in your. 20s. Well, the thing is, so well, like according why? to the science, the female brain is developed at like twenty-one or something. Yeah, it's like early, but the the male brain is developed at like twenty-nine. Okay. Something like that. So, um, I mean, if you did like 32. Just be in the middle and do 25, like I said, 25. No, I'm saying do it when everyone's brain has been developed. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you think 30? Yeah, like 30, 32, something like that. I don't think 35 – I mean, I'm sure it's just because we are younger because I'm sure anyone who's older would love it to be like 60. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it should be 91. Yeah. <laughs> They've been here the longest. <laughs> but, yeah. The I mean, oldest person should be president. <laughs> I, think, I think president should be up for any citizen who's had adequate time to be able to be qualified for the position. Yeah. I mean, clearly it's up for anyone who's not qualified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess they just set an age limit so that, like, they don't have, like, 10-year-olds running. Yeah. <laughs> like, 10-year-olds. That would, but that would uh, an 11-year-old restriction would suffice in that case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... I kind of want to talk about this right now because I did not know this until you wrote it. Uh, okay. Jason Momoa is casted as the live action Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, I think um, he's just the voice. Oh, that makes I don't a think lot he's more like, sense because I was imagining it still doesn't make a ton of sense. I was to me. imagining Jason Momoa. It does make more like sense. A, yeah, it makes I was a, more picturing sense him as than... an Aquaman covered with snow. <laughs> You know, it does make more sense than him being frosted. <laughs> yeah, but he, I guess. but but it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, because his voice is kind of gruff. Frosty the Snowman to me is it's not a should gruff be played voice. by someone who embodies Frosty the Snowman. Like I don't look at Frosty the Snowman and I think Jason Chris, Momoa. If Chris Farley was still alive, I think that would be yeah, that'd be a good choice. Or. Even like Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt maybe, yeah. Um, you look at some of the John Goodman. Okay, yeah. Just, just you know, I could see that. Happening. Get, get like, get like your dad, your actual dad bods. What about nine months? I could see that happening. Nine, nine months? months. That's a very real possibility. Eleven months. Oh. <laughs> That's a very real possibility. How long is this quarantine going to last? <laughs> Have you seen that? They put that scene with it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, is that all we know about that so far? That's all I know about that right now. It was sent okay. to me by Casey, and he was like, you guys should talk about this. That's insane. <laughs> like... What is gonna happen in that movie? Is it gonna I be? I need I need a a friendlier, rounder actor yeah. to be voicing Frosty the Snowman. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kyle Massey. Kyle Massey would be great. That's a good choice. Thank you. I should be a casting director. I haven't seen him in anything since Dancing with the Stars. That's true. He hasn't done much. Poor guy. He had Corey in the house. Yeah, but that was before. Yeah, uh, and then Life is Rough when he was, like, really young. What's Life is Rough? It was, like, 2005. It was the Disney Channel original movie. Was that before That's the Raven? No, it was after. Oh. It was 2005. That's the Raven was 2003. Oh, Okay. 
Well, anyway, regardless, last, he would be a good he would be a good choice. We got our last two topics here. Um, yeah. Let's do Atlanta. I have not seen this. I've always wanted to. It's Donald Glover's like baby, right? Yeah, it's like the reason he left Community early or something, right? Um. So I I saw the first season when it first came out. How many seasons are in? There's only two. Oh, wow. And they're like, the first one has 10 episodes and the second one has 11. Wow. And the, um, oh, I watched, it came out in 2017. Yep. The, uh, I watched the first season in 2017 and I think I watched like the first episode of season two in 2018 when it came out. Um, but I just went through it the rest of the season two. Okay. Um, there is an episode. It's a very good series. It's very confusing. The episodes bounce around a lot. There's not like a, there's, there's a very, um, there's a very like, it's not like a linear. It's a very thin, continuous plot line. Okay. So it's, it's not, not like linear. No, not it. Kind of. It's very like each episode is almost its own thing. Oh, but but it all ties together, kind of loosely, loosely. But there is one episode called. I think the episode is called Teddy Perkins. Okay, and it's based on this character, um, that is played. Um, in this, in the, in the episode. And it is so, I mean, the reason I, I was listening to a podcast of some friends and, uh, they said that this was one of the greatest episodes they'd ever seen in television. Of any show? Of anything. One of the wow. greatest episodes of a TV show in television. And so I finally get to it and I watch it and it is so creepy oh and it is so like that's not what i was expecting you to say (laughs) no no because the show is generally a comedy yeah like okay and and then it's just like a horror episode this one it's a no it's comedy and horror i mean it's like a it's like a get out vibe okay um it's so creepy but it leaves you with, I mean, the song at the end plays and it just leaves you with this, like, what is evil? What is like, it's so inter- it's fascinating. Hmm. And, um, I don't know if this is. It's in season two. Yeah. It's like episode six of season two. And it is so like, <sighs> I don't know how to describe it. First of all, you don't need to see, I don't think you need to see any of the rest of the show to watch this episode. Like you can okay. watch this episode now. Okay. Um, it is so, the character itself is so creepy. I don't know. I'm trying to decide if it's a spoiler or not. Um, Cause in the episode itself, it's Teddy Perkins is the character, and then in the credits he's listed as himself. But obviously there there's not a. It's like it's put as they they list him as as himself to like keep the like eeriness of it that he was actually a person. 
Huh. But I'm trying to decide if it's a spoiler. Or don't not tell me if it's a spoiler. I don't. I don't know if it is or not. Well, it is, so don't say it. Okay. We'll <laughs> find out. Watch the episode and then look where, up who plays him. Where can I watch this? Hulu. Okay. It's on Hulu. I don't need an add-on or anything. It's just on Hulu, base Hulu. No, it's it's on Hulu with vanilla ads. Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is. Uh, Watch the episode and then look up who plays Teddy Perkins. Okay. Because it's it's interesting. Okay. And I'm not sure what to make of it. But it's so it's so creepy, it's so fascinating. It's a little violent at the <laughs> end. Like Actually. if you have a if you have a weak stomach, I don't know. If I I mean it's a little gruesome. But yeah. um but I mean the the cast of Atlanta is great. It's Donald Glover, it's Brian Tyree Henry. Okay. It's uh how do you say his name? Like Heath Stanfield? I don't know who that is. I don't think. Yeah, you do. I probably know what he looks like. Knives Out, he was one of the detectives. He was in Sorry to Bother You, he was in Get Out. Let me look um, him up real quick cuz I think he's in Black Klansman. <laughs> Oh, was he? Uh, he was the guy in Knives Out. You said the detective. The yeah, black, that that yeah. guy. I know that guy. Yep. Yeah. So it's him. Who he's great. Um, I, I, and uh, uh, Donald Glover's girlfriend is the girlfriend Zazie Beetz. Beetz. too. Yeah, Zazie Beetz. Yeah. Yeah. So the cast is great. I, it's just a. I'm not sure if it's my favorite show. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of, like I said, the episodes just kind of like bounce around. Yeah. And it does have some interesting moments. It's not overly comedic. It's very more like awkward comedic. It's kind of like, uh, is it more satirical, would you say? Or is it just really dry humor? I think both. Okay. Um, it's yeah, I think it's it's the the comedy isn't like this is a joke. It's not. It's just like it's like this is an awkward interaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Is more is more the tone. Yeah. Except except like different episodes have different tones. For instance, Teddy Perkins is very much more horror leaning. <laughs> right. Um, the episode directly before it is very much more in your face comedy leaning. Yeah. Like it's like they bounce or it's, it bounces around a lot, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is a fun show and it's Donald Glover and it's sorry. It is um, supposed to get a season three eventually because it's a very popular show. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened because season one was 2017 season two is 2018 and then 2019 and 2020, it hasn't been. It just stopped. Renewed. <laughs> but the but like I looked it up and it said like hasn't been renewed for season three yet or like I mean like yet yeah I don't know what's going on if mm-hmm. there's gonna be one or not. Right. All I know is this episode is creepy and look up who plays Teddy Perkins after you watch it. Okay. Because it's fascinating. So there is that. Good. Okay, this Disney's Twitter video that I've heard so much about is raising some eyebrows. 
literally. <laughs> I don't know how you, you, you haven't heard about it and you nailed it. So, um, so I saw this video on Twitter. It was this kid, he made this video. He said, retweet this until Disney sees it. It's basically him. He like doing video with special effects. Um, like he, he like makes a lightsaber and cuts the screen in half and it splits off. And then he's Ooh. like, um, uh, I forget what his next thing is, but then he goes into Spider-Man and he like webs and pulls the two screens together and it loops perfectly so that it's all like, it seems like one That's super cool thing. It's very well done. Well, this video did get a bunch of retweets and I see, I mean, I see this video on Twitter and then I see like a week later on LinkedIn that Robert Igor, CEO of Disney has actually seen this video and like reached out to this kid. Wow. That's super cool. And so I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) What the heck? That's really cool. So all you yeah. gotta do is be really good at special effects, mm-hmm. and you got a job. <laughs> get pe- get people to retweet your videos so that the people you want to see see it. Yeah, but you also have to be really good at special effects. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case. In that case. And in another case, you could be talentless and still get a job. <laughs> For instance, potential first lady. (laughs) I I don't know how I knew you were going to say that. I don't know how I knew that though. I don't think she's talentless. I think, I think she's smarter than she lets on. Cause I don't think you get this level of success without being. These reality TV versions of people are just characters, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't think like the whole Kardashian family, I think is some like, yeah. mogul like right. <laughs> genius thing right but yeah. they just play up a character that's mm-hmm. awful right <laughs> <laughs> essentially 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 they tax us relentlessly <laughs> <laughs> hamilton's so stinking good go watch hamilton. <laughs> watch hamilton that's that's <laughs> moral of this episode and the season finale um if you want to hit us up for stuff to talk about in the next season please feel free to do that at hunterbowshow at gmail.com uh you can follow us on facebook and instagram facebook is at the hunter and bow show instagram is at hunter bow show so be sure to do that uh like and subscribe this episode um well, like this episode, subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> I think it's very key. If you, if you like it, is subscribe to the podcast now because then you'll automatically get it when we come back. Exactly. And then you'll be right in the loop. So, yeah. Perfect. And I, I, there's, there's going to be some announcements with season two when we premiere. And I can, yeah, I'm excited about it. There's going to be a little bit of announcements. Yeah. What's that? Do I know them? I don't think I've told I'm, Hunter yet. I'm pretending... Like I know, but I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think I've told Hunter. Yet. It'll be an announcement for Hunter too. Is it a surprise? <laughs> no, I'll tell you. Oh, okay. But I don't want to tell the. I don't want to tell the people yet. Okay, okay. They don't know yet. Well, for the last time this season, in Jesus' name, Amen.